So you, li- you literally do not get those days back. No. Like they're days no. that you have lost to a sh- time. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Change Out Loud, the podcast where change management intersects with everyday life. I'm Kara Sundar. And I'm Adnan Ali. And today we're talking about recharging and resilience. And we have a guest with us. Her name is Amy Watson. Amy balances a demanding career as a liquidity solution specialist for a major American bank while also prioritizing her passion for CrossFit. She is a certified level one CrossFit coach. She competes in regional fitness events and is studying to be a certified nutritionist to help others be their best selves. Welcome to the show, Amy. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. We are so excited to have you today because I think for many of our listeners and for the three of us, resilience and recharging is a very relevant and relatable topic today. Amy, what is resilience? I actually Google what is the definition of resilience. <laughs> and that um, Love came it. up as um, basically the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Like my vision of resilience is actually kind of living and experiencing those low days where you might not perform your best, but actually kind of mm. digging deep and developing that capability to bounce back from it. When some of us encounter the word resilience, we almost tend to want to skip that first step of we're experiencing difficulty. And and based on the (laughs) definition that you share, that's a part of it, right? It's you have to be experiencing some difficulty to overcome that difficulty and, and truly build that endurance, that mental and physical endurance. And we're hard on ourselves because we're going through a difficult time. So it sounds like there's a level of acceptance there that we have to be okay with. We're going to have some of our down days and that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's important to recognize that you're not going to be 100% the best every single minute of every day, but it's making sure that you don't let those down days develop into weeks or months Mm. and actually Mm. developing that resilience to really come back from from that and being self-aware that, you know, I'm having a tough time, but it's definitely not gonna be like forever. Right, you'll get through it. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm thinking about CrossFit and like, if you're not taking that time to listen to your body, you actually can injure yourself and like be forced to sit, right? And I think the same is the case with our mental energy and our mental health. Like if we're showing up every day and not taking that time to recover, um, you know, that's, that's really can be damaging to your relationships and your personal life and your sleep and it can have a number of effects. So I love that we're talking about this today. Absolutely. It's the same as like being in the workplace or even in the gym doing CrossFit. I might have like a terrible workout or, you know, not be myself that day, but that doesn't mean that that should impact. So you can actually also kind of build resilience in terms of learning from those experiences and then coming back better the next time. Right. Mm -hmm. When we were prepping for this conversation earlier, you also highlighted the importance of having intent. 
there's almost like no substitute for hard work, have an intention and work hard at developing a resilient mindset. So that's not necessarily just, you know, not being negative and pushing away those negative thoughts, but like really kind of moving towards positive thoughts and focusing on that. Because um, I think I actually use CrossFit as a way to kind of drive my kind of mental state towards positivity. So I might have like a tough day at work or, you know, I might um, be showing a kind of, you know, not like lack of resilience, but, you know, I might be feeling down, but I actually like really kind of submerge myself into a workout or, um, you know, take the positivities from like doing a really like heavy lift or something to kind of, you know, drive my mindset um, and be more resilient and kind of think more positively in that way. Sometimes I'm just like really feeling down because it's tough, right? And, and whatever it is, and, and let's use CrossFit as an example, you're just struggling some days. And how do you get through those micro moments of where you're really struggling and, and you push through? So we, we talk about, um, you know, having a positive mindset. I, I've seen you soldier through some really challenging competitions in Shanghai and in other locations where I don't know that I could have done it. I mean, mentally, kind of what, what are you walking your through, yourself through in those moments? Um, I think for me personally, it's um, obviously something that I, I just really love doing. Like, I think it's definitely easier to push through um, those kind of circumstances for something that you love. So um, if you think about a career, it's probably easier to get through days at work where you're doing something that you enjoy. Um, so I think in those moments, it really is just a strive to do better, to learn new skills, um, to kind of keep going when it's not easy. And that definitely comes from experience. So I, I've experienced mm -hmm. those dark times in, in workouts um, where you think like you're not going to be able to continue. But then when you realize, oh, I can actually push through this, it gives you like the confidence um, and the experience to know that you can keep going on. So I think it's always a, a mental battle relationship between your physical capability and pushed by your mental state so actually your mental state and your mind can have a direct influence on your ability to be stronger or to like go faster um, and to really push through so I think um, just linking back to what I said before around working harder a kind of positive mindset like the can-do attitude really does kind of help and again, linking that back to resilience, it makes you more resilient. Can I ask a question about the difference between pushing through something challenging and when you actually need to listen to your body? Like if you move forward, you will injure yourself. I'm sure if you are you know, a certified CrossFit coach, you've learned all of the right ways to do things to avoid that. But I'm thinking some of our beginners or you know, people who are in a workplace and you're pushing up against some kind of boundary that, you know, this, this doesn't seem healthy. This doesn't seem like something I should push through. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that for like the novice CrossFitter and how we might translate that to the workplace. Um, yeah, like absolutely. This is definitely something that people mm -hmm. should be mindful of because 
pushing yourself too far then yeah can lead to injury or if you think if we relate it back to kind of the corporate world working too much and becoming too stressed can you know make you ill so I think um, one thing definitely is to um, as we discussed before Adnan about you know not only scheduling rest but then also making sure that you're listening to not just your body, but also your mind. Like if your body is pushed so hard that, you know, it's past its working capacity, then that's not going to benefit you at all. So it's definitely important to understand what your capabilities are, um, experience things, also learn from from professionals as well um, in terms of how far you can actually go. Um, and for me, it's actually very difficult to um, recharge or rest when I probably should. Um, so for me, scheduling rest is actually very difficult. Mm. So I have to be extra mindful of, you know, understanding my body and my mind in terms of when I really need to kind of take those rest days. Um, which actually I do actually find that difficult, difficult to do. Yeah, it's almost harder because we kind of get on this treadmill, right? And then I'm sure you've heard the phrase, I need a vacation from my vacation because we're not really resting on our vacation. We're maxing that out too. And then we get home and we're exhausted and have to jump back into work. So what does a good rest look like, whether it's a rest day or, you know, an hour that you've scheduled on your calendar during the workday, let's say, to step away? What is good rest versus just kind of stepping away? The reason why I struggle to take rest is because I might think that, oh, if I don't exercise or if I don't work late, then I'm not like achieving my objectives. You know, I might not feel healthy enough or I might feel like I've not contributed enough at work um, mm. and that may make me feel down. So I find it difficult to rest because, you know, those things are not being kind of catered for um, like in my mind. So I think I have to really talk to myself and be like, actually, it's okay not to exercise for one day or things are not going to fall apart in the office if I don't work late. Um, so it's kind of that also like mental coaching and it, during your rest period, really not feeling stressed about those things as well. Right. And, and that could be stressful in and of itself. I know many people who are on vacation, their minds are not unplugged from their day-to-day -day corporate responsibilities. So what ends up happening is you're stressed out from the fact that you've walked away from a project for a few days or even a week. And, and that engulfs you. And, and to your point, Kara, what ends up happening is then the entire time you were stressed. So you were never really disconnected and you were never really rejuvenating. So it's so important to have a recharge that truly takes you away from the day-to-day, -day, recognizing that things will not fall apart, things will continue. And, and I think that's something we learn over time. Being in my 20s, stepping away was hard because I just was worried that things would fall apart, people are depending on me and they're counting on me. But over time you realize, well, actually, you can trust your team. There are other people that can do this work for you while you're gone. And then you can come back rejuvenated and really perform at your best. And I think that's so important to recognize that things do continue on. Yeah, I really think you need to kind of find your zen because for me, like if I think about my days, it's 
rushing to the office, working all day, and then rushing to the gym, like going to the gym and then trying to get home so I can get enough sleep to be um, recharged for the next day. And it's like a constant cycle of doing that day after day. Um, so actually, if I think about my rest period away from like the office, for example, that's being able to do CrossFit and do the exercise without having to rush to do that. So even though it might not be a physical rest where I'm like on a, on a sunbed by, um, by the pool, <laughs> which I also love doing, um, but it's actually a mental rest from stress because right. I'm not stressing to fit in the things that I love. I am actually just doing those things. I think there's an element of finding your happy place. And, and for you, it's CrossFit and that is your happy place. For other people, it might be truly disconnecting and dedicating their energy to their children or um, their families. It could be, you know, going on a hike, but whatever it may be, find your happy place and dedicate the time for it. I've heard too, if you're stressed and your work is largely mental, that doing something physical in your free time can be really rejuvenating. And the opposite is true. If you've got a really physical job, I'm thinking of people who work on you know, the floor of the factory and they're doing that all day, like coming home and just doing a puzzle or yeah, playing with your kids on the floor. I mean, playing with your kids is always a good idea, but um, yeah, just finding something to balance that with a hobby. I think you know, in our generation, having a hobby just for pure enjoyment, it seems so wasteful. And yet that's where we find these, these places to rest and just, just be and not have to perform. I think that's really important. Maybe for those of us who aren't signing up for CrossFit. <laughs> well, actually, I think it's really interesting that you raised that because um, what I find in um, like the corporate world is um, which is absolutely right. I'm not saying that this is wrong, but that people focus on, oh, this people can leave the office early because they have kids and they want to go back and put their kid to bed. And that's what's really important to them. But actually they forget about all of the other people who don't have children who also need that extra time away and that can be filled by a hobby that doing something that they love so it's important to recognize that that is almost as important to get your recharge as it might be if you have kids and you go and take that time away so it's important to definitely recognize that everyone should have that opportunity um like even on a daily basis to get those like mini recharges right there there's a level of empathy there right so really recognizing what is someone's happy place and and in my happy place might be very different than yours and for yours amy but the fact that they're all valuable and they're all just as important so how can we be um leading in a way that takes into consideration that different people have different ways of recharging and giving them that opportunity to truly disconnect, recharge, and show up the next day or the next week, really being their best selves. So I actually recently um, moved organizations towards the end of last year, and I really wanted to join the new organization. And when I was meeting my stakeholders, immediately kind of set expectations that to be my best self at, at the office, I need to make sure that I have time to go and do CrossFit like X amount of times a week because it otherwise like I might be working longer but probably less efficient and probably becoming less resilient I'm not as recharged mm. so it's like super important to yeah 
understand what makes you your best self at work and then definitely try and set those expectations from the outset. That's great. I'm thinking too about the cycles of your day. Like it sounds like you, you work really hard mentally and then you take a break and go do something physical and then you sleep and that's kind of your cycle through the day. Um, for me, you know, I wake up when my kids start screaming. So who knows what time that would be. And no matter what, around two o'clock, I just really start to hit a slump. And I think in the past, I would just push through and try to, you know, spend the next three hours, four hours, just like getting whatever work I could done. But I find now if I just step away, go get a cup of coffee, maybe, you know, flip through one chapter of a book, just something to get a break. I come back with such a renewed perspective about what I need to do next. Um, so that's, that's something that, that I have found works for me, but it seems so countercultural. I, I think from a Brazilian standpoint, we're all in a different place. I, I think we have different ways of recharging, but also our tolerance and our threshold for resilience is different and it's important to have mm. empathy so what works for you and the level of resilience that you may have is very different than me and and for you amy and for our listeners and, and it's important to to really be thoughtful that even if this is something that i can soldier through for another hour i can't assume that other people will thrive in that type of an environment so we need to be mm -hmm. empathetic put ourselves in other people's shoes and really walk in their shoes. And, and we've talked about this, I think, in other episodes. It's a recurring theme. And yeah. I think with resilience, just as important that it will look different for, for all of us. Like what you mentioned before is that it might not be typically in the, the kind of corporate structure to take an afternoon break. I think there is definitely a a slight shift in culture because it's probably we think that that's not normal but actually if you said that to someone they would be like oh absolutely fine like because you're probably right. having a call at 8 p.m at night or 9 p.m which people don't even know about so you're almost that's kind right. of taking that time earlier right. on and i think um definitely with the current situation where we're all kind of working from home and things are very different to how they were um before um, I think there's definitely going to be a shift in, you know, how we kind of set up our days and hopefully that will allow people to have their different recharge moments and kind of, you know, be more effective. Amy, I'm wondering if there are any kind of best practices in the nutrition space that somebody could apply to their work life. So I'm thinking maybe not for the athlete, but, you know, somebody who is, just trying to be healthy, you know, we hear like drink a lot of water and, and eat a balanced diet. How can we be filling ourselves with fuel that is going to help us be our best selves kind of in the workplace and for mental health? really understanding what's in what you're eating is really important so it's like just be aware of because we say balanced diet but are we really looking at you know like how much protein we're eating and how much carbs we're eating and what people don't really know is that you know we try and avoid carbs but carbs actually give you energy and then we try and avoid fat because we think fat is going to make you fat but actually fat is really good at helping your positive mindset like it's super important to get an adequate amount of fat in your diet albeit not too much um but that really helps give you a, a happier mind because i i remember like i used to be 
on like some diet and then I'd be like in a mood and they'd be like, oh, it's because you don't have enough fat in your diet. Um, so it's, and again, protein helps you feel full. So we say having a balanced diet, but it is super important. So if you can really understand what you're eating, how much, you know, protein, fat and carb that you should be having roughly as a person, then that can definitely help you to like, you know, have a better mindset, have energy throughout the day, stay full so you don't snack in the office. And all of these things are gonna definitely make you feel better. Yeah, and it almost sounds like there's also an opportunity to listen to your body. Your body will let you know what's working and just finding the right balance of nutrition to meet its needs for you to soldier through your day. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, a good way to kind of look at it is maybe just note down everything that you've eaten for like a couple of days and then go away and do a bit of research in terms of, you know, how many calories was in that roughly or, you know, is this too much carb and not enough protein, that kind of thing, like try and educate yourself. Um, Cause then the more aware you are, the kind of easier it is to make um, better choices for, for food. I think something the average person can learn from more of the athlete is, you know, food is fuel. And I think of a lot of people who track their calories and fat intake, it's with the goal of losing weight mm-hmm. and like, that's it. But, you know, I'm someone who can't diet because the minute I try to restrict my my food intake, it's like, I'm going to (laughs) starve. I'm going to starve to death. But the energy, I'm so self-aware around my energy levels that I, I literally cannot not eat. But listening to your body, kind of being aware of what's going into it, the balance of fat and carb. And, um, you know, I think that's really balance of fat and carb. Maybe I'll just eat donuts, but you know, good stuff too. (laughs) Um, I just, I think that's so important for us to realize and really countercultural also, because most people, like I said, are trying to lose weight, but all of the things, our sleep, our, our intake of food, our relationships, our hobbies, like they all should be working together in a way that's leading us to be our best selves, to win the competition that we have signed up for and not, you know, create an injury or a non-sustainable path. Like today I cannot go out the door and run a marathon and I shouldn't. And I think a lot of us start new jobs and that's exactly what we do. And about mile 10 is like, I, this isn't working. So, you know, finding that balance of what can I do to be my best self and to show up to work, but also like, what boundaries do I need to set to be my healthiest self? I think that's really the takeaway and having empathy for ourselves. That's the hardest. Like it might, we might not be judging someone else for taking a coffee break, but Ooh, I'm judging myself. I'm judging myself when I walk away. So having that empathy for yourself too, that you know that you're doing your best and your best might not look exactly like you hope it will. But if you can have that respect for yourself and your own boundaries you know, that's how you become resilient, I think. And, and like being your best self within that space, whatever it may be. Like, as you say, people might be 
like looking at what they're eating to lose weight but I'm like a massive advocate of like eating enough like you should definitely be eating enough because if you're not then you're not gonna come to the office or to your exercise class recharged and in which case you're probably then not going to be able to be resilient and then it's you're getting into a downward spiral there so yeah absolutely be kind to yourself make sure that you're doing what's best for you and then exactly you're going to be able to to develop that that resilient mindset. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I think this conversation was fantastic and we'd love to hear from our listeners. So what are you doing to take intentful recharge in your day? Let us know at www.changeoutloud.com and we hope to catch you again next time. So thank you very much, everyone. Thanks.